Do you have that thing on your phone that pops up that says this time last year and shows you a picture of what you may have been doing last year or this time three years ago? Or do you ever flip back through your pictures and look at things that happened in the past and be reminded of things that you may have forgotten about? Be reminded of what you were doing on a certain day this time last year? Be reminded of certain things and details in your lives. I like it when my phone pops up those things and reminds me of what we were doing just a year ago or a few years ago. They're good memories and they remind me of how fast time flies. We have short memories, don't we? We need to be reminded of things. And we need to be reminded of things over and over again. I hope you have your Bibles open in Deuteronomy. We're going to be looking at that a lot in our lesson this morning because in Deuteronomy we have Moses' farewell address to the children of Israel. They've come out of Egypt. They've wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And now they're getting ready to go into the promised land that God has been promising throughout history to the children of Israel that they were going to receive this promised land. And as they go into the promised land, Moses is reminding them to remember certain things. In Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7, the passage that Mark just read, he says, remember and forget not. That's redundant, isn't it? Remembering means you won't forget. He says it twice. Remember and don't forget. Remember, remember. Don't forget, don't forget. And he says this over and over again in the book of Deuteronomy. I want to look at some of the things that he tells the children of Israel to be careful not to forget. Because the things that they were tempted to forget are the same kind of things that we're tempted to forget. And that we're prone to forget if we're not careful to make sure we remember. Remember and forget not. Really focus on remembering, Moses says. And he says some things that they needed to remember. He says, first of all, in our lesson this morning, that they needed to remember where they came from. If you're still in Deuteronomy, look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 15. In Deuteronomy chapter 5, look at verse 15. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. He says, remember where you came from. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Now, this is sort of puzzling, isn't it? That they would have to remember that they were a slave in Egypt. We remember how bad it was. They were servants. They were servants in a really bad spot. They were servants under a master who wanted to kill them and wanted to destroy them. In, Deuteron in Exodus chapter 1, verse 13, notice how it's mentioned here. In Exodus 1, verse 13, The Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field, all their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. The Egyptians were really putting it to the Israelites. And why were they doing that? Because Pharaoh was concerned that the Israelites were growing in their population. 
and that they could potentially turn on them. And so he was giving them harsh working conditions to try and kill them off, trying to reduce their population. He's trying to kill them. They were in a terrible condition. And you might ask yourself, how in the world could the Israelites forget that? How could they forget how bad it was in Egypt? How they were servants under a master that was trying to kill them off? How could they forget that? Why would Moses even tell them, remember that you were servants in Egypt? It'd be like telling someone who was on death row who had been pardoned. Now remember, you were on death row, but you received a pardon from the president or from the governor. You think anyone could forget that? But yet the Israelites had forgotten. In Exodus chapter 17, in Exodus chapter 17, verse 2, it says, Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and say, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said to them, Why chide you with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water. And the people murmured against the Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us out of the land of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? They had forgotten what it was like in Egypt. And now they're a little thirsty, and they're complaining to Moses, why did you bring us out of that? We had it so good in the land of Egypt. We had it so much better there. We want to go back. They had forgotten. And this illustrates the point, doesn't it? That we're forgetful, and we need to be reminded. And Moses tells the children of Israel, remember where you came from. Don't forget what it was like where you came from. And I want to tell you today that we need to be reminded, just like the Israelites, of where we came from. We need to remember what it was like before we came to Christ, before we were saved from our sins. We were like the Israelites, serving a master who was trying to destroy us and kill us. And we needed to be freed from that master. We were in a terrible condition, a condition worse than the Israelites' condition. And if Moses had to remind the Israelites, remember where you came from, we need to be reminded, remember where you came from as well. Romans chapter 6, beginning of verse 16, Paul tells us what our life was like when we were servants. Moses had to remind the Israelites what their life was like when they were servants in, e in, in Egypt. We need to be reminded what it was like when we were servants of the devil. In Romans chapter 6, beginning of verse 16, Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. We were servants. We think that we live in the land of the free, that we have our liberty and our freedom. But I want to tell you, when we are living a life of sin, we are servants to that sin. And we have a master who wants to kill us. We were servants unto death, Romans chapter 6 says. And we've been made free. And just like Moses would remind the Israelites to remember that they had been made free, we need to be reminded that we have been made free from that terrible life of service to sin. And just like the Israelites, we have to ask, how could they forget? I'll tell you, as Christians, we have to wonder, how could we forget? 
and yet we do. We forget what our life was like before we became Christians. We forget how bad it was. And instead we look at sin and we sort of long for it. We look at it and we sort of talk about how good and how fun it was. Oh, before I settled down, those things that we did, weren't they fun? Wasn't that wild living fun that we did back in those days when we were younger? Before we came to God and to Christ, wasn't that sort of fun? We forget. And like the Israelites, I'm afraid we sometimes long to return. Peter paints an ugly picture for us in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20, beginning. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. Peter says that we were servants of the devil unto death. He paints it this way. He says it's the pollutions of the world. That gives you a good visual, doesn't it? I've told many of you about the friend of mine who fell into a tank full of raw sewage at the sewage treatment plant one time. He got out of that tank of sewage, thankfully. But I dare say that any time he got near a tank of sewage again, he was careful not to get back in there because he remembered what it was like. We, before we became Christians, were in that tank of sewage. And we have escaped by the grace of God. And we need to remember that. And if we remember it, we'll run as far away from those pollutions as we can in the future instead of looking back at them longingly and say, boy, wasn't that fun when I was in those pollutions of the world. We'll remember where we came from. And sadly, sadly many forget. It goes on in 2 Peter chapter 2 and says, It had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb, The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. We've been delivered from that vomit. We've been delivered from that wallowing in the mire. And sadly, what do we do? Often we turn back. And we go back for just a little bit more. Because we forgot where we came from. I'll tell you what God thinks about that when we do that. When we forget that we've been delivered from all of that wickedness and all that evil, that plague on our life, God says when we go back, we're fools. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 11, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. God says that about you and about me. When we go back for more, when we forget what it was like and we just have to go experience it one more time, he says you're a fool. We need to remember where we came from. Moses had to remind the Israelites of that, and we need to be reminded of that as well. Furthermore, in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses reminds the children to remember how God had cared for their needs. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7, beginning of verse 16. Deuteronomy chapter 7, beginning of verse 16. 
And you shall destroy all the peoples whom the Lord your God delivers over to you. Your eye shall have no pity on them, nor shall you serve their gods, for that will be a snare to you. If you should say in your heart, These nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them. But you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt, the great trials which your your eyes saw, the signs and the wonders, the mighty hand and the outstretched arm by which the Lord your God brought you out. So shall the Lord your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moses is reminding the children of Israel, remember that God has cared for your needs. Remember all the wonderful things that God has done for you. And how could they forget? Imagine the miracles and the wonders and the care that they had experienced that God had provided for them. Leading them out of Egypt, out of the bondage of the Pharaoh, without them doing anything. They just had to walk out. Leading them across the Red Sea, providing them manna in the wilderness and quail in the wilderness and water from the rocks. God had cared for their needs. And he says, when you encounter these other nations, don't be afraid. Remember that God has cared for your needs. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, Moses says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. They say, say, uh, Moses is saying, you're going to find these other nations that you're going in to defeat and you're going to see that they're mighty. And you're going to wonder, how in the world could we defeat them? Don't Don't forget that God is with you and don't be afraid of them. And yet, we understand from our study of the Israelites that they soon forgot that God had taken care of their needs. And they did just the opposite. Keep your Bible there in Deuteronomy chapter 7. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says, If you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, how can I dispossess them? He says, you remember, God's taking care of you. But in Numbers chapter 13, beginning at verse 31, Moses sends the 12 spies into the promised land. And notice the report that gets back. But the men that went up with them uh, said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. Moses said, you remember all that God has done to take care of you. Don't forget, when you find those mighty nations and you think they're too strong to take, don't forget that God has taken care of you. And what do they do? They forget. They say, these people are too mighty. We can't take them. They had already forgotten what God had done for them. And they'd already forgotten all the wonderful things that God had done. The context goes on. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and our children should should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt? They had already forgotten all the things that God had done for them. And now they're saying, well, we're just going to have to die here. What a shame. Why did God do this? In fact, they'd forgotten what it was like in Egypt, hadn't they? They said, well, we'll just go back. It was better there. 
They had forgotten all the things that God had done for them, all the ways that He had cared for their needs. I want to tell you that we need to be careful that we don't forget. If the Israelites could forget that, that wonderful experience that they had had of God providing for their needs, we can soon forget as well. I tell you, we need to look back at our lives. And we need to remember how God has cared for our needs throughout our lives. And we need to have confidence that He'll do the same in the future and put our trust in Him. You know, God has promised to take care of us physically. In Matthew chapter 6, beginning of verse 25, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Jesus says, God will take care of you. And I want to tell you, we need to look back in our lives and think and remember all the ways that God has taken care of us. Has there ever been a time in your life when you didn't have enough to eat? Now, maybe there were times in our lives we didn't have what we would like to have eaten. Maybe we didn't have the steak and caviar, but we had enough to eat, didn't we? Has there ever been enough, a time in your life where you didn't have anything to drink? Where you literally died of thirst? No, there was never a time like that. Was there ever a time in your life where you didn't have enough clothes to put on to cover yourself? Now, maybe the clothes weren't the kind of clothes you would have liked. Maybe they weren't up with the latest fashion trends. But you always had clothes to wear, didn't you? God has always provided for our needs. And yet we forget, don't we? The stock market was down last week. Are we going to be able to make it? The economy looks like it may be getting really bad. Are we going to be able to make it? Are we going to have enough to survive? God has always provided for our needs. We need to stop and remember that. And not forget that He's done it in the past. And just like He promised the Israelites, He would do in the future. So it will be with us as well. But I tell you that God has always provided for us physically. We need to remember that. I tell you, He's always provided for us spiritually. And we need to remember that as well. Oftentimes, I'm afraid when we face a temptation or a challenge in our life, that we're like the Israelites and we begin to forget what God has done in the past and we look at the challenge or temptation that's facing us now and we think, oh, that's too great. There's no way that I could overcome that. But we need to remember that God has always taken care of us spiritually. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. God has promised us that He will help us overcome any temptation or any challenge that we need to overcome. We need to look back in our past and remember how He's done that in the past and have confidence that He will help us in the future. And I may have to overcome serious temptations and challenges in my life. Maybe it's that bad temper. 
Maybe I have the temptation to just fly off the handle and do and say things that I shouldn't do and say when I get stressed. Can I overcome that? Maybe it's the foul mouth that I have. Maybe I, for years I've used language that I shouldn't use. And it's a challenge. I want to say those things. Those things just sort of want to slip out. Can I overcome those temptations? Yes. God has helped me in the past, and He'll help me in the future. Maybe it's just the temptation to not trust God like I should. When times are dark, when situations are difficult, maybe it's just the temptation, you know, God's told me to trust Him, but I don't know if I can. I can because God's promised me that He'll help me. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. He cares for us physically. He cares for us spiritually. And we need to make sure that we have the faith required to cast all our care on Him. How do I get that faith? I get it by doing what Moses encouraged the Israelites to do, to remember and forget not. Remember how God has always cared for us physically, how He's always cared for us spiritually, and have confidence that He'll do that in the future. You know, they say that hindsight is 2020, And a lot of times we look at hindsight as being something we shouldn't worry about. Don't, don't, don't worry about your hindsight. That's just going to bring you down. We need to have some hindsight. And that hindsight is 2020. Look in the past. And look at all the ways that God has cared for our needs and have confidence that He'll do that in the future. In the book of Deuteronomy now, turn back to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let's begin reading at verse 11. Not only has God cared for our needs, and he's, we're reminded to not forget that, Moses is also reminding the Israelites that God has blessed them abundantly. Deuteronomy 8, begin reading verse 11. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and that all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery servants and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand hath gained me this wealth, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. The Israelites were going to go into a land that was flowing with milk and honey, a land that had incredible abundance. And God, Moses is telling them, don't forget it is God who is giving you these blessings. I want to tell you, just like the Israelites needed to remember those blessings, that they came from God, not from themselves, so it is with us. We are blessed. We are filthy rich in comparison to others in the world around us. 
And we need to remember that it is God who gives us the blessings. God is the reason that we have the blessings we have. God has blessed us abundantly. We need to remember that God is the source of our blessings. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. We live in a country that teaches us we need to be self-reliant. We get what we get because of what we do, the hard work that we put into it. I got the good job that I have because I went to college and I got an education. I've got the nice house that I live in because I work harder than other people. I have all the blessings that I have. I have my health because I take care of it. And other people, they just don't. They just eat whatever they want. They don't exercise. But I have my health because of what I've done. I tell you, none of that is true. You have what you have. Because God has blessed you abundantly, and we need to trust in Him. In James chapter 1, verse 17, James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Don't forget that God is the reason why you have the blessings you enjoy. There are some folks who are poor, not because they don't work hard, not because they don't uh, desire to, to be hardworking and diligent. They're poor because they don't enjoy the blessings that we do. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Not only has God blessed us physically, He's blessed us abundant, abundantly spiritually. Do we stop and remember all the blessings God has given us spiritually? Do we remember the blessing of our brethren? Of not being alone in this world, but having our brethren that we can gain strength and encouragement from? Do we remember the blessing of God's Word in our life? That we don't have to try and figure out how to navigate this life by ourselves, but we have God's Word? Do we remember what a blessing that is? Do we remember what a blessing it is to have God's ear in prayer that we can go to God and He'll hear our prayers? Do we forget how much God has blessed us abundantly? I'm afraid we sometimes do forget what a blessing that is. We forget what a blessing our brethren is when we fight and argue and fuss. We forget what a blessing God's Word is when we don't study. We let it just collect dust. We forget what a blessing prayer is when we go maybe days on end without praying like we should. We need to remember that God has blessed us abundantly. Back in the book of Deuteronomy, as we continue at things that Moses told the children of Israel to remember and not forget, two more things. Moses tells the children of Israel to remember that God hates evil. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7. They were told they need to remember how much God hated evil. Deuteronomy 9, verse 7. Remember and do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness. From the day that you departed from this land of Egypt until you came to this place, 
You have been rebellious against the Lord. Moses is reminding the children of Israel how disgusting it is to God when we don't live like we should. And you would think they would have gotten the lesson after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness that they would realize how bad it is to do evil and not trust and obey the Lord, but they would soon forget. And you would think that we would learn and remember how bad and how disgusting it is to God when we don't live like we should. But we soon forget if we're not careful. In Proverbs chapter 6, Proverbs chapter 6, beginning at verse 16. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and heads, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief. A false witness that speak, speaks lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. These things are an abomination to God. And we see the hands that shed innocent blood there. We're like, yep, that's an abomination. We know that. But you see the other things that are listed in that list? The proud look, the lying tongue. Sin is disgusting to God. He hates it. And we need to hate it as well. The problem is that we don't see sin like God sees it. We watch it on television and in the movies. And we laugh at it. We go watch a movie that has all kinds of immorality and we say, well, it wasn't that bad. We look at our life when it's riddled with sin and we say, well, it's not that bad. Sure, there are things that I need to work on, but I'm not as bad as Joe. I'm not as bad as Susie. I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. And we're satisfied with the disgusting things that God hates in our lives. And we don't work to eradicate them from our lives. Perhaps it's that we've forgotten to see sin like God sees it. In Psalm 97 verse 10, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Can it be said of us that we hate evil? That when there's sin in our life that we hate it? And we want to get it out. We want to get it out of our life. We're not going to just let it hang around forever. That we want it out of there because we hate it like God hates it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Why? Because I remember how God sees it. I remember that God hates it. And so when I see evil, I'm going to abstain from it. And my slides, there we go, went nuts. The last thing this morning that Moses reminds the children of Israel, and that is their, uh, uh, their obligation to be obedient. Back in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 15. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. Since God had done so much for them, Moses says, therefore, as a result, you must be obedient to God. As a result of all the things that God had done for them, how He had delivered them, where they came from, how He had cared for their needs, how He was going to bless them abundantly in the promised land, 
And as, as a matter of fact, he hates evil. He said, it is your obligation to remember to be obedient. And I want to tell you that it is our duty as well. Because of all the wonderful things that God has done for us, it is our duty, our obligation to obey Him and to submit to Him in every aspect of our lives. In fact, that's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse 10. Luke 17, verse 10, Jesus says, So likewise ye, when you have done all those things which are commanded, you say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. As a result of God loving us so much and doing so much for us, it is our duty to obey Him. A lot of people, though, look at God's Word and His instructions like, well, that's not fair. That's not what I want to do. That doesn't make sense to me. No, it's your duty. Do what it says. Remember all that God has done for you, and remember it is your duty to obey Him. That's what Paul thought in 1 Corinthians chapter, 6, verse 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 16. Paul says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Paul was doing what would ultimately end in his death for preaching the gospel. And if Paul sat around and wring his hands and say, Boy, this is, I, 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 don't, I don't know why I have to do this. What a burden it is on me that I got to do this. No, Paul said, It is my duty to do this. And brethren, it is our duty to obey God. If we remember all that He's done for us, we'll remember it is our duty to obey Him in everything that He commands. The children of Israel are going into Egypt. And Moses has to remind them of things that you would think he wouldn't have to remind them of. And we need to be reminded of things you would think we don't need to be reminded of, but we're forgetful. We need to remember where we came from, how God has cared for our needs, how He's blessed us abundantly. We need to remember that He hates evil. And we need to remember our obligation be obedient. Are you remembering that in your life? Does your life reflect that? Are you living like you should? Thank you for your attention this morning. At the close of our service, we will invite you. If there's anything that we can do to help you spiritually, won't you let it be made known while we stand and while we sing.